It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the football fanatics, football gurus. Got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Also have J-Rod in the house. You guys can find him at Coach J-Rod1. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, college football week number four. Uh, we're going to start out here with a Friday game. So if you guys are listening, we're going to go ahead. We're going to kick it off here with Boise State at UTEP. Current line in this game, Boise State minus 16. We have a total of 45 and a half. J-Rod, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to kick it over to you first. What do you got? All right, guys, there's just no two ways about it. Early on in this season, well, at least when it's coming from myself, J-Rod, Saturdays have not been very good to me. So when I saw Sleepy put a Friday night game on the slate, I had to jump on it. Um, this is going to be my best bet of the four that we're going to talk about today. We have Boise State, who obviously started off a little bit rocky traveling to Oregon State. Obviously, that loss doesn't look quite as bad now, seeing as they're 3-0. and We'll see what Oregon State does against USC and actually how bad that loss or good um, will turn out to be, um, but it's kind of the opposite for UTEP. Uh, you know, they beat New Mexican State, big big deal, but their offenses have been absolutely horrible. In the first half alone, they're averaging just a touchdown per game in the first three games. Um, I know one of them it was against OU. They only put up 13 points, but they've only put up uh, more than two touchdowns twice this year, and that was in their win when they put up 20 against New Mexico. In that game alone, they had 17 in the first half and then still only could muster a uh, – field goal in the second half. I think Boise State's defense needs to get a little bit of respect here. Currently through the first three games, they're only allowing 60 or 76 um, yards on the ground, and that doesn't uh, combat well with the UTEP Miners, who are only averaging 74 rushing yards per game. I think they're going to be able to lock down the run. Um, Boise State will, and then that means that UTEP's going to have to put the game uh, on their back with their court, uh, with their quarterback, Hardison, and he has been absolutely awful, uh, at least in my opinion, 78 for 161, uh, 970 in yards, only two touchdowns to three interceptions. Um, the only thing that slightly scares me here um, is that if he does turn the ball over in Boise State territory, I do think that they could um, uh, take advantage of it and obviously put up points on the board. But even against some weaker teams like New, Mexi- or, uh, like New Mexico, uh, Boise State's only been able to put up uh, 31 and 30. I thought they'd actually score a lot more uh, than they have. And then obviously the 17 points. Uh, against Oregon State. So uh, for this one, guys, I'm going to be going uh, best bet under in this game. I think the number is ho- hovering right around 45 and a half. Uh, you got New Me- or you got UTEP, who's coming back home after traveling to New Mexico. Sure, so short f- short travel week for them. And then obviously Boise State is the road team in this game, so short travel week for them. So uh, when you consider uh, the travel for both teams, uh, the less than impressive offenses, um, especially for UTEP, and I think. Uh, the underappreciated defense for Boise State. Uh, I'm going to be going under this number. All right, guys, so there's J-Rod coming out of the gates with a best bet. Going to go ahead and back Boise under. Uh, Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and rip and run on this one next. How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be quick to back the Smurfs. Their offense hasn't shown much at all. I mean, 31 at New Mexico, 30 against T. Martin. Uh, and in that game, I think they had barely over 300 yards of offense. I mean, the only team they really faced is Oregon State, who did a number on them, uh, and who may give USC a, money, a run for their money this week, but we'll, we'll get to that one. Uh, but, you know, then I look, okay, Utah, but they lost to New Mexico, uh, which is not easy to do. But they played Oklahoma, so this isn't their first rodeo this year. I mean, 
the line is still fairly close to where it opened. Maybe a tick less. And I think that's in spite of, of everybody, the tickets and the money being on Boise, as you'd kind of expect. So I do like that under a fair bit. Um, but it almost looks too easy. Uh, seeing Boise is somewhat desperate, and UTEP has nothing to lose. And it's on national TV. Uh, they may get out of their element and do crazy stuff. So it's it's not the most predictable game. I mean, why wouldn't they uh, after Boise beat them last year by almost 40? Um, but I simply don't see this as the favorite in the over, which the public is inclined to do, especially on standalone games. So if I am betting the game, I'm taking UTEP in the points. And I think there's also some value in the UTEP team total over. If Boise does have a lead, or even if they don't, I mean, they put up 10 first-half points in Oklahoma, so there's that precedent. So I, I like that under as well, and uh, probably the UTEP team total over. All right, so there's your thoughts on that. Let me go ahead and give you guys my thoughts on this one. I think the totals come down a tick here from 46.5 to 45, and I think the main reason of that is because the UTEP uh, offense has really just struggled scoring. I like the style of offense in which they run. I mean, they pass the ball pretty much on 70% of their offensive plays. You know, this is a run last offense. And, you know, I like that. And I kind of lean here strong to the over. Now, the UTEP offense it has struggled to put up points. But most of that is because of turnovers. UTEP last game, seven turnovers, four picks, three fumbles. I think the ball security is going to be stressed upon, you know, for this team heading into this game tonight. The UTEP defense, I don't think it's really all that bad. And, I mean, it's not, it's not anything that, you know, to write home about. You know, they're giving up around 29.5 points per game. When UTEP has seen an offense, I, I would say, similar to like a Boise State, you know, they give up a bunch of points. And I think that there's a chance that UTEP actually might might give up some points here to Boise State. Boise State's offense, you know, really hasn't broke out. But I guess, well, I guess you could say they, they kind of have the last two games. They put up 31 and 30. I mean, it's not like they, you know, played juggernaut teams. But I guess it was a good thing for Boise. So I'm, I'm going to say that that offense is probably feeling a little bit good about, about themselves, you know, especially coming off back-to-back wins. Now, even though the Boise defense looks good, you know, number-wise on paper, I think it's because they played back-to-back running teams. You know, they faced Oregon State, and they got thumped in that game. They gave up 34 points to the Beavers. I don't think this Boise State defense is, you know, anywhere near what it used to be. Actually, I, I don't even think it's actually, you know, really all that close. I think both of these teams have faced teams that actually make them look a little bit better on defense and actually worse on offense, you know, back-to-back running teams for both teams. So um, I think that that's one of the reasons why this totals come down. I think one of the, the other reason why this totals come down is because the UTEP offense just hasn't been putting up points, but you know, you're not going to put points up when you're turning the ball over seven times. So uh, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll lean strong to the over here, over 45 and a half. So I'm going to go a little bit opposite here. Uh, of J-Rod on his best bet. And probably not a good idea, but that's what I'm going to do with that one. Uh, with that said, let's jump over to Saturday. Uh, we have Clemson at Wake Forest. We got Clemson minus 7.5. We have a total of 55. Uh, I'll let J-Rod go ahead and rip a run on this one first. What do you got? This is going to be another intriguing matchup here with Clemson and Wake Forest. I'm really interested um, to actually hear what you guys have to say on it, only for the fact of is that I don't really have a read on it. I talked about last week uh, not being able to back the brand with Clemson. I know that they did end up winning against uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, but it was only like a six-point game in the first half. Again, I just cannot back DJ Uyungle. Um This offense is less than impressive. Uh, they played absolutely nobody firm in Louisiana Tech and Georgia Tech. 
Um, and I, I just can't get behind them. Obviously, I know their defense is elite, um, and, and I don't think anything's changed on that side of the ball since Venable's been gone, but I just can't get a read on them, and I surely can't back uh, a touchdown or more uh, on the road, especially against a ranked team. Uh, the only reason why I can't get on Wake Forest is because they haven't played anybody. They barely beat Liberty at home by one point. Um, they did beat Vanny on the road, and then they played VMI 44-10, to so I can't give any credibility there. Um, it's it's really a no play for me. I would think just because uh, I think Clemson can probably put up uh, numbers on this Wake Forest defense. We saw Liberty put up 36 and then 25 from Vandy and even 10 from VMI. I would have a slight lean towards the over. It's kind of a high uh, total hovering around 56 for a Clemson game. Uh, but other than the lean to the over, it'd be a no play for me. I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. Uncle David J. Rod, I'm actually going to make two wagers in this game. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Wake Forest plus a seven and a half. And I'm also going to go ahead. And I'm going to take the over 55. These lines are both available. Just look around for them. You guys will see plenty of them out there. Uh, I'm looking at the pregame.com game center. I see more than a handful of both these wagers. I'm not a believer in Clemson. I think they're overrated. You know, very good defense. Not, you know, that great of an offense, if you ask me. Wake Forest, I think they'll be ready. I think they'll be ready to move up in the rankings. If Wake wins this game, you know, they they probably end up with getting maybe close to like a top 10 ranking. The Wake offense, I think it's for real, but I do question the Wake defense. I think that's how, you know, this game ends up going over. I can kind of see like a little bit of a back and forth game here. Clemson, they haven't really looked all that dominant in any of the three games that they've had. It's been, you know, far more suspect and worrisome from, you know, with, with the Clemson team from what I've seen the last three games. Wake. They've looked good, but I think that, you know, the, the, the Liberty game, as J-Rod mentioned, is it, it turned out to be a real tussle for them. And I actually think Liberty is actually not all that bad personally. So I do see a lot of passing in this game. I think Wake actually has the better quarterback here in Hartman. I think Uncle Dave probably agree with that. I just trust Wake at home and, and both teams to probably score. And I think seven and a half is a good enough number for me to take. If this was under a touchdown, maybe I would hesitate. But plus seven and a half, I feel pretty good. And I feel like, you know, over 55 is, is probably the way to go. Clemson, that offense probably, you know, due for somewhat of a breakout game. And I think Wake, you know, they'll just they'll, they'll, they'll keep that Tigers defense on its heels as much as they possibly can. And I think Hartman is the kind of quarterback that could actually do it uh, because I think that there's a chance, you know, he ends up, you know, at the next level. So I'll go ahead. I'll do that there, Uncle Dave and J-Rod. I'll play Wake plus seven and a half and the over 55. I don't. I don't love them, but that that's the way that I'm going to go. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead next. What do you got? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you, Sleepy. I mean, Wake is 3-0, and but as you said, the best team they played is Liberty, who almost beat them. I mean, I, I, I did the classic unthinkable last week, and I gave up Clemson first half, asking them to do something they haven't done, which was score. I mean, eventually they did, but, you know, I was wondering out loud if this is the week to take them or first half, but, but I just can't, you know. I mean, Wake played Clemson fairly tough in Death Valley last year, at least for the first half. So, yeah, if I'm taking the I'm taking the Clemson do theory off the table, well, I you know I don't know how or why Clemson is still the fifth ranked team in the nation. I mean, I got to be pretty dumb, and or there must be a lot of people a lot smarter than me. I mean, I know that's you know historical and not present day Clemson. I I, I just don't see it. So I do lean Wake, but what I do know is that they aren't going to allow a ton of points because their defense is still elite, uh, even if it is Wake. As far as the market goes, the totals come crashing down. I'm in 100% agreement with that. 
Um, besides seven and a half, in spite of the massive lopsided ticket comp favor in place, Clemson, I mean, for me, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. It's like I don't trust Clemson. Uh, is it enough points to take Wake? Um, I, I think it is. I do lean Wake. I think the game sets up better for a second half bet for me. Uh, if Clemson does have a big lead, I can see taking the, the second half under just because of their defense and, and not wanting to waste uh, offense with uh, they got NC State next week. Um, and, and if Clemson is up big, uh, I could take Wake at anything better than the opener. Uh, so I guess, in other words, I kind of hate the game, but in theory, I agree with you, Snoopy. You know, one of the things I think here with Clemson, their Uncle David, the reason why, you know, they have that team ranked number five is because they probably won't get knocked off for a little bit. And they're, uh, you know, they're a team. You like it. Like you, you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, you know, Clemson's another team. You know, they get better as the year goes on. So I don't think the committee will get looked at like you guys are a bunch of morons, you know, for putting this team that high. But I think that, that you and I would agree and probably everybody else out there that they don't look like they're that good of a team right now. So maybe they can get lucky, squeeze through a couple wins and, and mature and grow and get better as the year goes on. But, you know, they don't have that many roadblocks. And I think that that's one of the reasons why, you know, the committee can get away with saying, oh, yeah, this is number five team in, in, in the in the in the nation and end up with a 6-0 record playing a game. And, good, and if they win that game, then, so, you know, they're going to end up cruising all the way and not losing the game because their schedule is an actual joke. But I think that's one of the things that we probably have to look at, you know, with that Clemson team. Um, but, look, I think Fadenham here is probably – this is probably not – now is the time. I mean, if this is not the number five team in the nation, I think we're going to find out here uh, on Saturday. And I think that, that there's a really good chance that Wake wins this game outright. Uh, with that said, let's go. Let's jump into our next game here. This one should be a good one here. Uh, we have Notre Dame at UNC, current line in this game, minus one and a half. We have a total of 55. I'll go first on this one. I really want to take the Tar Heels at home because Notre Dame, they're just, they're really not all that good. The Irish, I think that they do have a good defense, but I would say it's not Clemson kind of elite. The Irish offense is miserable, um, you know, pretty much from what I've seen. I do think that the Irish offense could actually wake up here because the Tar Heels defense um, it looks just as bad as it's ever been. 55 seems really low to me here. Uh, I do like the over. Slight lean to Notre Dame. I do feel like this is kind of like a trap line, though. Like, money's come in. I'm guessing the public and the Sharps might all be back in UNC here. It just, I don't know, they, it seems like a sheep's play to me. And it's not like Notre Dame, you know, had an easy start. I mean, they had to start out against Ohio State to open up the season. That's not an easy opening game. And when you lose that, 60 minutes after the game, you're telling yourself, well, now we have to run the table. Like, that's not an easy game. Like, I don't know why you would start out, you know, with that type of a game, especially when, you know, most of these teams are getting uh, to go ahead and kind of schedule who they want and when they want, it's especially like a team like Notre Dame. I mean, they could start out with, you know, a much easier game. I really think that that hurt them. Notre Dame, I guess you could say they got right last week against Cal. You know, they didn't look all that great, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think UNC puts points up here, but I think Notre Dame could probably match them. This looks like it looks like a, a squares versus uh, sharps, and I'm not sure how many sharps are going to back Notre Dame, but I'll lean to that side because this line stinks. It, it just stinks to all hell. It's like they're begging you to bet UNC here minus one and a half. Uh, I'm not going to do that. So slight lean here to Notre Dame, but I do like this over. I think the Irish put up points. I think UNC puts up points. So over 55 for me, I think that line's just a little bit too low. That's all I'll do with that one. How about you, Uncle Dave? How are you feeling about that game? One would think that having uh, Notre Dame come in would ignite the juices for North Carolina regardless. 
Um, but not only is this a semi-desperate spot for Notre Dame, uh, they've got a pseudo-home game against BYU in Las Vegas next week. Uh, we just know as well as Notre Dame travel, BYU is going to have as many fans at that game. So it's a little bit of a tough spot for them. You know, after they stayed close to Ohio State, I think people are under the impression that they didn't suck. Uh, but a home loss to Marshall uh, and a come-from-behind win at home over Cal, I mean, that's just kind of damning to me. Uh, but there is the Tar Heel defense. Um, we know the Irish don't move the ball through the air, uh, or at least they haven't yet, but uh, that could work in their favor. I mean, North Carolina allowed 288 rushing yards to App State and 235 to Georgia State. And, you know, clearly Notre Dame on a bad day is a better running team than either of those guys. So I think it's a matchup issue here uh, that's much deeper than that knee-jerk reaction to just fade Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame did hold the Buckeyes to 21 points. So the talent's there. I mean, and Notre Dame clearly doesn't want to shoot out, and I think they'll try to control the clock on the ground, and I think they can. Uh, so the obvious bets, as you said, are the, the Tar Heels and the over, but I'm going to disagree with both. Um, I like Notre Dame and the under because I don't think Notre Dame wants that kind of game, and I think the total is jacked because of North Carolina. So uh, I, I, I lean under. I like Notre Dame. All right, so Uncle Dave going to go opposite. Let's see if we can get J-Rod to go ahead and maybe back Notre Dame. Or the over. See how he feels. What do you got there, J-Rod? All right, guys. I was actually flirting with this uh, this matchup here between Notre Dame and North Carolina as one of my best bets. Uh, I just cannot get over the play of, of Notre Dame this year. Yeah, they played Ohio State uh, pretty well, and uh, they only lost 21-10. to 10, But uh, to be honest, for Ohio State's ranking, I actually think they're a bit overrated. Uh, there's some teams in the top 10 that I think could compete with them uh, pretty much on a daily basis. Obviously, I know they're a good team, so I don't want to be ta- that be taken out of context. But just for where they're ranked, I think they're a bit overrated. Then obviously you have the loss to Marshall. And then is winning uh, by seven against Cal at home anything to write off about? I'm not really sure. Um, I love North Carolina's offense. I love the recruits. We talked about this earlier in the podcast um, or podcast before. Uh, North Carolina had a top 15 recruiting class. Uh, obviously we love their coach. Um, and then uh, their quarterback, May, has absolutely been on fire. 72 of 97, 930 yards, 11 touchdowns touchdowns to one interception. Now you might look and uh, see their schedule and they play well. They played Georgia State and then they played App and uh, FAMU. Uh, but we saw what App did um, to Texas A&M. So um, I don't think, uh, although that they might not be the strongest teams uh, that you want to play um, or maybe not any of them being better than Notre Dame, uh, but I, I still think the offense can put up numbers no matter who they're playing. Uh, you know, the Notre Dame defense is probably the best part of the unit. Uh, uh, but I don't think this team is equipped or uh, well-coached enough yet to win a big game like this on the road. Um, the, sp- the spread does give me a pause hovering right around that one um, because obviously the home team uh, is, is the favorite. So typically I think squares go with the low uh, uh, low minus of the 1-5 or the 1 and just take the home team. So that gives me a little bit of a pause, but I really like North Carolina here. I don't think Notre Dame's offense is going to be able to step up. Uh, it's going to be hot in North Carolina. 
It's going to be a 2.30 start. Um, I trust Mac Brown's leadership. I trust uh, that these guys are going to be ready to play. And I think with North Carolina being 3-0 and and Notre Dame only being 1-2, and these teams are going in different directions. I think this just means more to North Carolina. Obviously, Notre Dame's going to come out fighting, no pun intended for the fighting Irish. Uh, but I think the home team is going to prevail here. And uh, I wouldn't doubt it if they beat them by 10 or more. Uh, the the total is a bit low, so I think uh, people are going to lean towards the over. I wouldn't really go that far because I don't know how much Notre Dame could put up. Like I said, that offense uh, in three games has only put up 10, 21, and then 24 points. So it's going to be interesting to see. What do you guys think? All right, he's going to go ahead. He's going to take UNC. I didn't think we would have a buyer on UNC, but made a pretty good case there to go ahead and back to the Tar Heels. I mean, look, Notre Dame hasn't looked great, and I get it. So we'll see. Uh, last game, this is going to be the game that I'm actually one of the more interested games that I'm looking at watching this week, and that's going to be USC uh, at Oregon State, USC minus five and a half. Uh, we have a high total on this one, 70 and a half. Uh, Uncle Dave, I'll go ahead. I'll let you rip and run on this one first. USC, Oregon State, what do you got? Yeah, this is funny. I mean, I know people are high on Oregon State, and they've bet accordingly. Um, but if I wasn't going to do too much work or didn't care about winning, I think I might as well. Uh, the Beavers' early season win over Boise, I think, took a lot of people, myself included, by surprise. But now, uh, and just look at that line in that Boise-UTEP game. That wasn't as impressive as a win as we thought. Um, defensively, they gave up 32 to Fresno, 28 to Montana State. So I think USC scores plenty of points. You know, uh, the Trojans are in a great spot with Arizona State at home next week. Uh, I think this is their opportunity to show everyone that Lincoln Riley's Trojans are not Clay Helton's Trojans. And additionally, Oregon State has to prepare for a team they've never seen, you know, a team coached by um, Lincoln Riley. So I imagine they're looking at Oklahoma tapes more than Trojan tapes right now. And in the last two games, USC's had two different 100-yard rushers uh, and Williams has thrown for over 600 yards, so pretty diverse offense there. And, and the Trojans have already played a road game at Stanford uh, and put up 41 on a decent defense. So I'm going to bet they win this game handily, uh, and I love their USC team total over. I haven't looked this morning. Uh, it wasn't out, uh, I think, last night. But based on based on what the market's saying, it should be in the upper 30s. Anything under 41, I'm betting the Trojans over. All right, good stuff there from Uncle Dave. Let's kick it over to J-Rod. J-Rod, what do you think for this one? So when it comes to the late-night game between the USC Trojans and Oregon State, man, this is probably going to be one of the games that I'm looking forward to Saturday the most, but I'm not sure if it's something that I'm looking at betting on. Obviously, USC is uh, perfect on the year along with Oregon State, but USC has the firepower. Obviously, they got the new coach, Lincoln Riley. Caleb Williams has been absolutely perfect on the year, 64 for 86, 874 yards eight touchdowns zero interceptions and his man mr addison the transfer portal uh gentleman that came over uh from Pitt, is having uh, another phenomenal year i think he's going to be making a case to be in the top 10 of next year's draft 18 receptions 295 yards uh on the year as long as five touchdowns but as we talked about oregon state uh, very good football team up to this point, but who have they really played? Obviously, Fresno State, Boise State. Um, neither of those two teams, I would say, are necessarily juggernauts, uh, but they are getting a lot of respect for the book at uh, at this number here uh, being under a touchdown. Uh, I think everybody in the world will look at this game and say, oh, USC, they're just going to uh, outthrow them. There's going to be too much firepower. They're just going to outscore them, and I would tend to agree with that, obviously, with the total being as high as it 
it is um, hovering around that 71 number. Uh, this is just going to be a no bet for me. Uh, uh, do I think that USC could blow them out? Absolutely. Uh, but I respect the book. I respect the number right now. And with it being other uh, under a touchdown, it just gives me too much pause. So I'm going to pass on this game. Um, I have a slight lean towards the under uh, just because I think uh, both defenses should be uh, respected a little bit more than what they're getting here. Um, but overall, it's going to be a pass for me. So, all right. So, j Rod going to go ahead and pass the side. Slight lean to the under. Uh, for me, you know, I heard this sentence twice over the last week, and that's that USC uh, will not beat Utah in Utah in three weeks. It's three weeks away. And, yeah, I do worry, you know, if USC is actually thinking about that game and thinking of, and not thinking about, you know, the game that they need to win, you know, in order you know, for special things to happen this season. That's this game tonight. You know, maybe they get to you know, a big bowl game, maybe a playoff game perhaps, you know, if they do get past, you know, Utah. But they got to get past Oregon State first. And, you know, this team is no stranger to springing upsets. And, you know, I think that they actually have a chance, and to, you know, to do that maybe to, to USC tonight. Both teams can score. Both teams can pass and run the ball. I think the one thing that we have to look at is maybe the one similar opponent that they both played, and that was Fresno State. USC got them at home and they beat them up pretty good, uh, forty-five to seventeen. Oregon State uh, they had to go into Fresno on the road and they beat them in a very close game, thirty-five to thirty-two. So you know, obviously much closer for Oregon State versus Fresno versus you know what USC did to the Bulldogs. I think this game actually comes down to one area, and it decides so many games, and that's turnovers. USC's number one team in the nation right now when it comes to turnovers. Through three games, USC has not turned the ball over once. They're plus 10 in turnovers. Now, Oregon State, very good as well, uh, plus five in turnovers. But this game could come down to that. It could come down to a turnover. You know, even though the Trojans lay in five and a half, uh, especially on a road game, it, it seems really risky. Like, how how long have we been able to trust, like, this USC team? And Oregon State's been known for, for knocking off teams, especially at home and beating teams and ruining their season. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take USC here. I'm with you there, Uncle Dave. I think the talent that the Trojans have – um, we'll probably end up reigning supreme. And if this comes down to the turnover battle, USC has shown it that they're not going to turn the football over. And you can't do that. You can't do that on the road against a good team in Oregon State. Um, and they're going to be ready to rock and roll. But I think it's a turnover or two. I think the talent will reign supreme. I think USC, um, maybe they're not going to look ahead. They're going to say, you know, we, we know what we have in front of us. And this is a this is a game that's probably like a wake-up game for them. Because I think that after – you know, all the struggles that they've had in the past, they finally got a good coach, they finally got some good players, that they don't look ahead. And they and they take it one game at a time. And I think if they do take this game, you know, one game at a time and take this game serious, not like some of the USC teams in the past where, oh, yeah, we're just going to run over this team. And before you know it, it's 35-17 and you're going home losers. Um, I don't think they take that approach this game. I'm going to go ahead and I'll take USC minus five and a half. I just think they're going to be ball hawking vultures. Uh, in this game, and they're going to get this game over and done with with a couple turnovers and win this one. All right, so we got two best bets to go ahead and get to. Uncle Dave, I'll go first with mine. I I think the the easiest one for me to take here is probably just take the UNC over. Like, look, I, I get it. Their offense could put up a ton of points, but I don't trust that defense at all. And even though Notre Dame has struggled to put up points, I think that they've played enough games already that, that, that if they're going to get their offense going, it's going to be against a team like North Carolina. I think this is the best the best bet out of all the bets that we mentioned here on, on this podcast for me. So I'll make that my best bet. I'll go ahead. I'll play Notre Dame UNC over. 
uh, the 55. That'll be my best bet. You have one that's actually not even on our card. Interesting to see who you got there. What are you looking at? Yeah, I, I like Tennessee uh, over the Gators. I mean, I think it's payback time for Rocky Top. Uh, they've lost uh, 15 of 16 to Florida, and I think when they get a lead in this game, they won't let off the gas. Um, I think they, they got a lot of frustration to take out. I mean, I think the Vols, have, that was a huge win for the program when they won at Pitt um, in a game where they put up over 400 yards of offense against a decent Pitt defense. So, you know, they've been tested and they passed. And Florida had the big win over Utah, somewhat predictable in the heat first game, lots of uh, time to prepare. Uh, but that could have just as easily been a loss without the last second pick in the end zone. Um, but for, Florida had a three-point win over South Florida that, that should have gone to overtime. And somewhat predictable by me because Anthony Richardson just isn't that good. He's completed barely half his passes, and he's one of, I believe, three uh, FBS quarterbacks teams that haven't thrown a TD pass through three games. Uh, in fact, yeah, I think he's the 104th-rated passer in the nation. You know, as I've said before, I like Napier, but he's still coaching – Dan Mullen's team and that defense that typically comes fairly highly touted. Well, they allowed South Florida, South Florida, over 400 yards of offense and over 280 of that was on the ground. I mean, statistically, the Gators should have lost that game and the Gators could easily be 0 3. And I think they'll be 2 and 2 after Saturday when they get destroyed by the balls in front of 100,000 orange clad fans and they'll be singing Rocky Top well into Sunday. So, my best bet is Tennessee over Florida. All right, Uncle Dave going off the board there. I love it. I like it. I think Uncle Dave has a winner there. Uh, but that'll wrap up the podcast, guys. Good stuff from everybody. You guys know where to find us on Twitter, at SleepyJ underscore pregame, at CoachJRod1, at Dave underscore Essler. And you guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for college football week number four. Enjoy the games. <laughs>